is going on, everybody? This is the Thoughts Inside Our Head podcast. We have to do yet again another NBA free agency emergency pod because the craziest stuff happened at the very end. Uh, I got Colby Berg, as usual, on the line, and we also have uh, the third out of four of our counterparts on the, as my wife would say, the infamous Take Note Utah Jazz text thread, our very dear friend, Tom Barnes. Tom, how's it going, man? hey hey What's up? What's happening, everyone? I mean, how could you not be stoked today? It's It is uh been a crazy day. Kolb, how are you feeling, dude? I'm good, man. I'm finally glad this has come to an end and uh, things are finally starting to take shape. It's been, honestly, the craziest couple weeks of NBA offseason that I can remember. Honestly, probably the craziest offseason in our lives. Uh, lots of reshuffling and finally... These things are starting to take shape a little bit. So, uh, yeah, this is an exciting time. Tom, what's good, dude? Good to have you. Hey, good to be here. Thanks for splitting, finding some time to split with me. It, it's We're way excited, Tom. This is something that me and Berg have always wanted to have you on. We want to get Carl on. We want to get all four of us on and have some fun Utah Jazz group text conversations going on. Maybe some Magic the Gathering uh, conversations as well. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some confession times, that's for sure. We'll have to go back and go into your story of how you were scared to join uh, the card club in junior high or seventh grade year. <laughs> I'm arguably oh. the greatest wizard of them all, but I'll have to be MIA during the Magic the Gathering conversation. That's just too sick for me. Oh, yeah. Speaking the of, OG wizard you guys are going to die. But... I've got the sweetest shirt coming in the mail. You, you... <laughs> you guys are going to be so sicked out. It's, it's wizard related. You're going to die. But anyway. So hold on, let's just let's rewind real quick. You're just giving me and Tom crap for playing Magic the Gathering, saying it's too sick for you, and then you just bring up a shirt you bought that's wizard related, and you're that's excited. Next le- Magic the Gathering is next level sickness. That's like that's like beyond sickness. It's one of those things that we don't talk about, but yet Kurt's talking about doing a podcast on it. So just gonna say, people are gonna be exposed, I guess. <laughs> There's gonna be oh my gosh, dude, this pod. Oh, where I'm imagining this podcast going in the future, there's going to be a lot of expose pieces where people can see who my friends really are, for sure. Myself included. <laughs> um, okay, okay, let's let's get on track here about what's been going on in the NBA. We were asleep when, well, Berg texts back at like 2.30 in the morning. I don't even want to know what you were doing. But we were asleep when Carl, poor Carl, I wish he was here right now so he can kind of go into what he was thinking. He saw the, the Woj bombs come down live the two bombs let's get this out of, the, out of the way so everyone knows obviously what we're talking about Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers and they also made the trade for Paul George to join the Clippers as well uh what's your initial reaction to that man I gotta say so first off I was in a bad place I was in a weird place so this is the first time in my life I've been real concerned even living down in the bottom of the world in South America catching some bad bugs I haven't even told both of you but this week I've had something really weird going on with my body. Um, I won't go into too many details, but I've been constipated as hell. I haven't been sleeping at all. So I'm a basic dad. I'm not like Berg. I can't stay up slaying dragons at 2.30 a.m. So I was a basic dad that was out with the family, and I actually bailed on my family as they were doing fireworks and drove home alone at about 9.30 a.m. or p.m. Um, went right to sleep. So when I woke up this morning, when I saw all of that, I was delirious. I had my first good night of sleep in like four nights. And I actually thought I was dreaming a little bit. It was super hazy when I read Woj because um, that was the first thing I saw was my notif- notification for that. 
And when I just started seeing Paul George, I thought it was too good to be true. I was like, there is no way, one, that Kawhi didn't go to the Lakers. That's worst case scenario, right? Now, best case scenario is him going to the Raptors, but I can live with him going to the Clippers. But when I saw that Paul George left the Thunder to go over to the Clippers, I was saying that's too good to be true. There is no way that at the stroke of midnight or whenever this went down that the Lakers lost that bad and Thunder fans lost that bad. <laughs> I just thought it was too good to be true. I was I, I jumped out of bed and then and then got dizzy and blacked back out. <laughs> so you're you're telling me all that constipation didn't come out when you found out, but almost. No, I almost shit myself. <laughs> I didn't literally, but figuratively, I guess we could say that. <laughs> Sounds like we need more watch bombs to get our guy back to be back to regularity. Have the we need the pipes flowing clean again. We need more some watch. <laughs> watch bombs the best laxative a man can ask for. Oh, dude, he's dropping nukes, helping us all drop our own nukes in different types Good of life grief. his nukes give us dukes berg what <laughs> what what was your reaction i saw your text at 2 30 in the morning i didn't i'm again i'm not getting into that but what what's going on in your brain so i was probably asleep at like i, I went on a, a cool little date last night it was a good time um i probably fell asleep at like on i don't know like 10 o'clock it was a first date so it was one of those just quick get a treat hang out talk for a while and uh, kind of see where it goes from there. So I, had, I dropped her off, and I was just getting cozy, laying in bed, fell asleep. And then I think I drank too much water before bed, so I, I woke up at 2.30 to take a quick whiz. And uh, I see Carl's just having a complete meltdown on his own. And uh, so, I, of course, you know, semi-groggy, I start scrolling through Twitter, not believing my eyes. Can't believe it's the most kawaii thing ever to drop, to pull a move like this in just the dark of night. The most like unassuming big superstar in the in the league pulling off a move like this, so it makes complete sense. Um, my reaction, I'll be honest. So uh, we can go into this in a minute, but one of our, our friends, Parker Lunt, uh, gave me a call yesterday. He had a couple questions about uh, about podcasts and stuff, and we were talking. And when the news broke from Chris Carter that Kawhi was looking for a two or looking for something greater than a two year deal, I thought, oh well, that means the Raptors are completely out. So I, I, I thought that if Chris Carter can be trusted, which up to that point, of all people, Chris Carter, who would have thought that he's an NBA insider, but he had, he had been almost 100% on, uh, on what he was saying. And then knowing Kawhi, obviously nobody really knows Kawhi, but knowing that he hasn't ever really been one to care about the super team per se, when it came down to the Lakers and, and him wanting to go to back to Southern California, it almost made sense. Like, He'd say, okay, I, th- I thought he was going to sign with the Clippers, maybe give him a year to get things figured out, free up some cap space, and make a real deal for it um, in the second year. But the Paul George thing came as a complete surprise. But I tweeted it out yesterday. I said, it's confirmed Clippers to, uh, or Kawhi to the Clippers, um, because it felt like it made sense after knowing that the contract was going to be a little bit longer, or speculation anyway. So it's crazy. I just can't believe it's happening, and uh, it's all taking shape. Yeah. Um... Super crazy on my end. Not really. It was one of the nights I actually could sleep, and I was sleeping soundly. I heard my phone go off. I check it. Carl says, are you guys blah, 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 seeing this? Whatever. Uh, didn't really pay much attention to it. Fell back asleep, and I woke up at like 7 o'clock this morning and immediately went back into reading the texts and jumping on NBA Twitter and NBA Reddit and I wasn't in the same boat as Tom just like not believing the whole Paul George thing and like kind of loving that OKC got 
dumped onto. And then for me, there was like celeb- a huge celebration. The Lakers didn't get quiet because my wife has some uncles that are huge Lakers fans. And I have to deal with that like every family outing. But there was a dread that set in when I started looking at the Clippers roster. And we can get into that in a minute. They're really deep and really, really good. And it's kind of scary. Um, So again, here's something I want to ask you guys. We can cue up some conspiracy music here in a minute. Kawhi Leonard signs with the Clippers and like less than a minute later, I don't know how long it was in between tweets, Paul George is traded to the Clippers, which was a crazy trade if you think about it. Uh, breaks down to like four unprotected first round picks and five total first round picks or something like that and a few swaps. I feel like it came out of the blue to go to the Clippers. Berg, you probably started connecting the dots, but everyone I heard was like 1% Clippers or Clippers are out of it, blah, 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 which makes me happy that the national media was actually wrong and they need to kind of just not start throwing crap out there for the sake of just having content. Do you think Kawhi had this plan all along? And here's where we cue the conspiracy music. Do you think Kawhi all along knew what he was doing and buying time for the Clippers to get something to happen with Paul George? And he was just throwing Toronto and the Lakers just false leads. Like things like, hey, hold off on the AD trade so I know, you know, I can sign, we can make this legit to the Cl- or to the Lakers. Or was he legitimate in this process? His inner circle seems really tight. I saw a report that they were just laughing at all the things that the national media was saying. What's the vibe there, Tom? What do you think is going on? Is Kawhi, is he the Night King or is he really Tywin Lannister through this whole thing? Yeah, man. So I just want to, I align with PFT commenter on this. You know, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I'm a connect the dots guy. Um, And connecting the dots here, Kawhi Leonard is Tywin Lannister 2.0. This isn't a hot take. I'm not trying to get click views for your guys' podcast or anything. I think it was calculated. I really do. Um, The entire time why I never got behind the national media and everyone when they were saying Lakers 80%, I haven't heard some people saying Lakers 90%, I never saw it because that's not Kawhi. I mean, this is the weird, well, this story is false, but this is the weird ass where I did believe an Apple story from him. If you remember the Apple story where Greg Popovich used to take all of the team out to really nice restaurants and buy them incredibly nice cultured steaks or whatever it may be. The story where Kawhi Leonard ate a dozen apples and that's all he wanted because Boardman gets apples. I believe that story for a while because we need to remember that's who we're working with. That's who we're dealing with. Um, So this weird guy is so quirky and due to his personality traits, I didn't see him wanting to go play second or third fiddle out in L.A. I wanted to see him still be the guy, but have a co-star with him. Um, And as well, what we've seen and what a lot of people are saying on NBA Twitter and all over the place, people have learned in the NBA that it's not good to pull a Kevin Durant and to be a cupcake. It's not good to jump ship to the team that's going to give you the best chance of winning as Kevin Durant did. Frankly, I I really think that's why Kevin Durant left as well due to that. Um, So I think that was in part of Kawhi's calculations as he was deciding. And I don't think it was L.A. Lakers, number one. I think it was L.A. Clippers, number one. And he was pulling streams as a master puppeteer to be able to ensure that he increased the odds of wherever he goes of of winning the championship. Berg. Yeah, no, I I totally – what's that? Just, just give me your take. Is this kid? Is this, is this guy the Terminator, or is he 
just a guy trying to go back to Southern California? What's going on? Yeah, I think I think he's a little bit of the Terminator. I mean, I uh, it when with all the Laker news and just like you mentioned, all those fake reports from people that probably really had no idea, just a bunch of idiots that wanted retweets and likes and wanted to uh, yeah have a bunch of Lakers fans just you know, raise them or you proclaim that person to be their soothsayer. I, I never really, it doesn't, that it really makes no sense. Kawhi is throughout this whole process. He's wanted privacy. He's wanted to really go about it his own way without leaks, without drama, without this, without that. And that's exactly what he would get if he went to the Lakers. So the Lakers really never made sense. I always thought that it was going to come down to going back to Toronto for a one, like a one and one deal or uh, to, to run it back with the guys you won a championship with. Um, or, and then as, as you know, other guys ended up not going to the Clippers, I thought Toronto kind of sounded like a no-ish brainer. But then, again, when uh, when the reports came out that, that he was looking for a longer-term deal, and knowing that if there's one thing that everybody knew, it's that he wants to be uh, back in California, it just made sense that it had to be the Clippers. And, you know, honestly, the coolest thing about it is he gave, like, the triple middle finger to the Lakers – for one, obviously he ended up signing as a crosstown rival instead of joining them. That's that's a big middle finger. Two, just like you mentioned, he's held out forever, and a lot of the money dried up. A lot of the guys that the Lakers would want to pair with those three ended up signing other places, so they were losing out on potential people to sign with. And then finally, the last middle finger is they got Paul George. Paul George was the original trophy of the Lakers, what, two, three years ago? Um and yeah. he he uh, he he ended up going to OKC, sticking around for a year, signs a long term deal, and he he steals their their uh, their beloved Paul George from right under their nose. So it's a pretty cool little thing uh, that Kawhi pulled off, and it's in total Kawhi fashion. And you know, Raptors fans can be bummed, but you know they're still gonna be okay. And they won. Uh, I mean, they won Finals last year, so I, I think it's uh, it's pretty cool, but it's scary as a Jazz fan. Yeah, I don't feel bad for the Raptors fans at all. They have a championship. They're fine. Do you guys want to talk Westbrook real quick? What do we think is going on? Is this, like, the reports came out that Paul George was recruited by Kawhi and actually requested the trade in that uh, the Clippers obviously threw everything at uh, OKC and they made the deal happen because they didn't want to get hogtied, kind of like the Pelicans did with Anthony Davis. Is he like? Did he leave? Did he hate playing with Westbrook? He already tweeted out he doesn't want to hear anything about this. But you got to think like they had a chance to run it back yet again. You know, for the third time, like they seem like they're this nice little duo. Then all of a sudden, he sees the grass is greener on this pasture and jumps the fence. Is Westbrook miserable to play with? Berg, take give me your take on Westbrook real quick. Yeah. So from every every report that's come out, um. The, the relationship between Westbrook and Paul George was super, super, super strong over the last, well, two years that Paul George has been there. Um, th- there were some rumors that were starting to come out that, you know, maybe there was a little discontent on the low-key end of Paul George. Maybe he wasn't uh, super stoked with how, um, you know, things ended up the last few months of the season um, and playing with Russ. And who knows if those are true or not. But, uh, you know, Paul always wanting to play in L.A. like he's always said he has wanted to. And, you know, it, it's got to be alluring on his end knowing that Kawhi, the biggest mystery of the league and arguably the potentially the best player in the league, you know, specifically reaches out to Paul and says, hey, let's make this thing happen. Um, it, I think it really is a grass is greener type, uh, type deal. And 
I mean, it probably honestly is greener. It's probably, I, I think, ultimately it's a great move for Paul George just because now he doesn't have to be the go-to guy. He's shown that he doesn't really want to be that, which is why potentially he stayed, um, you know, with Russ anyway. But I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting, but I think that's how it went down. Tom, I know you got some fire takes about Westbrook. Now's the time to kind of give me some of them. Yeah, so in the typical open debate format, it would be good to deliver the hot take and just completely argue with Berg, right? I wish I could, but I can't. I'm just going to stick to the way I really feel. Um, and I feel it's more of Paul's always wanted to be in L.A., as Berg had said. Um, and the Clippers are the prime spot as you're avoiding the dysfunction that is Rob Polinka and the rest of the L.A. Lakers with their brass. Um, and I also think it's just more of a grass is greener scenario, as Berg said, than what the Oklahoma City Thunder had to offer for Paul George next year and for the long term. Um, one thing that's interesting that we didn't talk about either is that Westbrook was offered in a trade to the Raptors with Paul George. But I guess the sources say it required Toronto to give up way too many long term assets for them to feel good about the trade. Because we got to think Raptors are not reloading, uh, they're rebuilding now. I would have, I, I haven't dove into it again this is a blender where everything is just mixed together and we haven't even been able to see the finished product of what is the nba but if i decide on it i think the raptors are probably going to rebuild um but what i will say about it is you know this is going to frustrate a lot of people and a lot of big westbrook fans a lot of thunder fans westbrook is arguably due to inefficiency of his play not a top 15 player i don't think that's a hot take at all Paul George is better than Westbrook, in my opinion. Paul George is right around that, you know, 11th, 13th best player. So you get to go to L.A., check. That checks your box. You get to go play with a top three player, maybe the best player. We'll see how Le- LeBron comes back with his age. Um, so check, maybe the best player. And way more depth than what the Thunder provides you in a much bigger market. I think it's more about grass being greener. Um, Westbrook does rub me the wrong way, but I'm definitely not anti-Westbrook like the majority of the NBA or even more the majority of Utah, I would say. I think it's more of a grass is greener scenario. Yeah, and to kind of piggyback off that real quick, I think Westbrook, I mean, uh, excuse me, Paul George is probably looking around at the West and seeing all these teams making moves in this arm race to become a legitimate contender and be the top dog in the West with the way the Warriors have kind of fallen apart. And Paul George is looking around at his own team. I mean, you didn't hear the Oklahoma City Thunder mentioned once over the last week or two, aside from last night. Like, they weren't making any moves. They picked up – shout-out to A.B., Alec Burks, former Jazz man. Uh, what it do, Derek Thomas. But uh, other than signing Alec Burks, they, they didn't really do a whole lot. And so Paul George is probably looking around saying, yo, we're, if anything, we're, we're probably regressing a little bit here with everybody else getting better. And, uh, oh, I can go play with Kawhi. Oh, I can compete for a championship. Oh, uh, this has some – you know, better long-term implications for me. So it's kind of a no-brainer move on his part to, again, kind of agree with Tom there. Yeah, I think so too. Um, You got to look at this as a career move in terms of where he can get. Oklahoma City, was they had their hands tied, right? They were already in the luxury tax. They were going to be repeat offenders into there, which is even a bigger penalty the next year. I think that's how it works. Their front office didn't do a good job with contracts. I mean, Steven Adams is super overpaid. They... They couldn't keep up with the arms race in the league. So I think they just they saw this situation and they hit the self-destruct button because it was their only option. Really, 
to at least look ahead in the upcoming five, six, seven years with all these draft picks that they acquired better than, you know, having Paul George maybe pull the AD and sit and not play and not play hard. And now he's in a situation where he can actually potentially win a title. I feel like they're favorites now versus kind of being in the same situation that they were in last year and the year before that, where they had a first round exit, probably destined for a first round exit again. It's probably just one of those things that just needed to happen. All I can think about is that meme where it's the guy walking with his girl and looking back and he's seeing Kawhi in the Clippers and he's looking back holding Westbrook's arm and that's kind of the situation he was in there. Meanwhile, Joe Ingles is is the frog that's just sipping his tea just knowing that Paul George has to go through him to get to the to get to the finals and doesn't, just knowing that he's not even worried. So let's freaking go. Doesn't matter if we face the Clippers. We got the eraser. Yeah, just sipping his tea. We're being a little too gentle though on Westbrook. I think we're we're holding back a little bit. He is tough to play with. Every, everyone knows that. Like we need to at least state that he's really, really tough to play with. Um, I don't like to go off of things when I don't have information in front of me. But I think he's thirty, isn't he, or thirty-one? Around so there, yeah. he's creeping up. Um, and I do think he's hard to play with. Um, we've seen body language a little bit more and how they interact with each other with PG and Westbrook. And then I applaud the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're a well-run organization because they probably saw, hey, two or three years from now, we can be mediocre. As our guys get older, PG maybe checks out. So the worst place to be in the NBA is right in the middle, being mediocre. So I applaud them in a way. I think it's a good move. As crazy as that sounds. That's fair. I don't understand Westbrook because he can get to the rim on anybody, almost every possession, and then late in games he starts pulling up mid-ranges and just bricking them off the back of the iron or just completely missing. I don't understand that guy. It's crazy being thinking of like – Think of Oklahoma City being an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Like you guys have been, they've been so close to being good and being, you know, obviously they played in the finals. They blew a 3-1, I think it was a 3-1 series lead to the Warriors. I mean, they've been on the brink of victory so many times with three MVPs and now it's finally undone and that's got to be rough. Yeah, talk about, you know, orange and blue. Um Definitely that blue resonates with the, the blue balls of the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> They'll never get over that. Almost a decade of blue ball. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit here. We were going to talk about our power oh, wait, rankings. Can I, stop? can I stop one more real quick? Yeah. So Russ is meeting with his agent and GM of the Thunder, uh, Sam Presti. And they're looking at uh, trying to potentially exploring options to move him out of there. So... Just just real quick, where would you like to see him and where could you see him? I personally, I think it'd be hilarious if uh, the Thunder, I mean, if they end up trading like Orlando or something. Um, but in all reality, I think it'd be dope to see him get traded to the Knicks. Because he's a fashion guy and I don't really have a whole lot against Russ. I think, I think he'd enjoy it there and uh, it'd be kind of crazy to see him playing against uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie as like, you know, mortal enemies in New York. I think that'd be cool. Christmas Day game for sure. Well, the first one that comes to my mind, and call me crazy, just because they've been tightening up the roster all day today, is it's got it's got to be the Lakers in my mind. <laughs> as funny as that sounds, because he's an LA guy too. He's like from Compton or something like that. 
he's always wanted to be a Laker. I think I've heard like, why, why not? Tell me why not? Other than a, a little bit of contract issues. They just had $34 million the other day. I don't feel like it'd be that hard to ha- make that happen. Yeah. And I would love to see Westbrook take 34 shots on the Lakers and just help us out a little bit there. Tom, what do you think? Yeah. You know, I, it's funny. I, I'm not trying to agree with Berg so much, but I could see the Knicks and as a selfish fan for Tom Barnes, it would make me really happy just to see him go to an irrelevant, dysfunctional team like that, um, where he's going to be able to get his points. Because I actually enjoy watching Westbrook. I know I'm in the minority with a lot of people. I love watching his extreme athleticism. I love watching him uh, do what he does. No one does what Westbrook does in, tra- in transition. No one jumps like Westbrook does. Um, he's incredibly fun to watch. And then priority one, why I'd want him to go there, is just get all the talent to the East. You know, we all felt pretty good this week about talent moving over to the East, and now we have an even better Western Conference than last year, which is incredibly frustrating. Um, But I'd love to get, like, a little budding rivalry going up in in New York as well. And then I can't think of any other teams because Sixers couldn't get them. It just wouldn't work. And it'd be hilarious for them to add another non-shooter to that entire lineup of non-shooters. Celtics doesn't work. Uh, Raptors potentially, but I really do think they're rebuilding. Um, so I don't know. I guess I don't know. What Maybe about Lakers, Miami? But the contract. Yeah, Miami's a fun one. That's a way yeah, fun one. Because, get him and Butler together and just do like crazy things on and off the court. Yeah, because, you know, I was listening to your last podcast and it was really interesting about, hey, why did Butler go to Miami? Here's what we need to remember. It's sick as it sounds. These are kids. A lot of these, yeah. they're 25 years and younger. How dope would it be, especially as a kid, to go down to Miami, party it up, get paid tens of millions of dollars, be the focal point, and not have any pressure on you for the most part? You're the guy, but you're not expected to win. There's not as much pressure at, at this moment for the Miami Heat right now. So, yeah, no, that would be really fun. I could see that. Yeah. Berg, besides the Knicks, anything else you want to finish on that, on the Westbrook thing? No, I mean, the Lakers, honestly... I would love to see that, and and that's I guess that's a possibility. It's just the if OKC is going to trade him, they're going to trade him something to where they can get assets that's that true. will. But at the same time, the Lakers. I mean, if they if the OK if OKC just wants to tank, you know, this year the Lakers have a lot of guys on super short term deals with expiring assets that are technically valuable to a tanking team. So um, that's a real possibility. But yeah, I thought I thought the Knicks, um, the Lakers did cross my mind. Miami, honestly, go play with Jimmy Butler. Uh, that that'd be kind of crazy too. So I don't know. I've, I I appreciate Russ and I appreciate his game, and I, I think it'd be interesting to see him in a different situation. But it can't be the Lakers just because they don't have any of the picks, right? Like the main benefit is the for a long term rebuilding team are picks, and I think they're completely dried out. Exactly. Unless they want to take on expiring contracts, I don't think the Lakers. I don't think uh, OKC would do it because they don't have enough humans. That's <laughs> crazy. I guess except for the the firestorm came, they just signed Boogie, they signed Rondo, they signed Contavious Caldwell-Pope, so they've got all those guys and and that's kind of scary. The those those ex-Pelicans guys, AD, Boogie and and Rondo had a nice little thing going when they were in uh, New Orleans. So I I don't know, the Lakers again, they could be just a complete just dumpster fire full of drama and uh, chaos, or they could potentially turn out to be a little bit better than I expected without signing a third quote-unquote star. I think they're going to have chemistry. You know, they're the Lakers 2.0. I mean, sorry, the Lakers are the Pelicans 2.0 plus LeBron now. And they played very well together. 
if you get Rondo enjoying who he's playing with, and we see a little bit of playoff Rondo in the season, um, coupled with Boogie, AD, LeBron, and Kuz, I, I'm scared. I'll just say it. I, I think that's scary. I don't like um, that they just got Boogie and Rondo today. Um, that made me a little bit more worried. Um, those are better signings than what I expected them to get with all the free agents leaving. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Lakers are scary. I'm a big LeBron guy. I've silenced that a little bit, obviously, since he's joined that terrible team. Um, but they are, they're scary. They're a scary opponent. And if they do gel together, there's going to be a lot going on. That's a mean forward front lineup that you got to play against. So let's segue now into our West. We're just doing the Western Conference today, guys. Power rankings. Um, I think the best way to do this, we've never done anything like this before, but I think the best way is to go down the list together and say who our number one ones are, twos, and down the line instead of just dropping our whole list together. And that way we can kind of get some open debates going on about why we think who goes where. Um, I will start, and I have a feeling this is going to be unanimous across the board for number one. It's the Clippers since what happened this morning or late last night. Does anyone have anything different at number one? No, I, I have the Clippers there as well. I think, uh, I mean, it could get interesting if they do the whole load management thing, um, if that's like a big thing that Kawhi wants. And who knows if PG's shoulders are, are back to 100%. I mean, there's some question marks there, I think. But ultimately, I have the Clips at one. Yeah, and they the thing is, though, they're still super deep. They were they still have like Harkless. They got Harkless. They have Harold or however you say his name. Um, Beverly, Lou Williams, that team's just super deep all around the board, which makes uh, makes it really interesting for us and them because we're both built uh, kind of the same way in the idea of we've got a lot of players that can do a lot of things on the floor together, um, which I have the Jazz at number two. Um, did anyone put – where did you guys – what do you guys have at two? Tom, you go first. Yeah, so I just want to say I agree with the clips – as having the highest odds of winning the West, um, winning the championship out of the West. Now, great point on load management. That maybe doesn't mean they grab the number one seed, but highest odds to, yeah. to win that, I'll go with that. And then, yeah, I have Jazz too. And the reason why I have Jazz too, maybe there is some homer there, I don't care. Um, but the reason I have Jazz number two is they are the most complete team in the NBA, from top to very bottom to fit, to everything. Um, now, they don't have the most top-end talent, of course, that goes to the Clippers, to the Lakers, and maybe, no, I won't say that, but, you know, Houston still scares me with top-end talent. But as a complete team, I give it to the Jazz. Kolb? Yeah, I put the Jazz, too. I think uh, in the same sense, I, it could be a little homerism, but I'm super confident. We're super deep. Um, the nice thing is, is we don't necessarily have to rely on one or two dudes to get it done. Um, because of how deep we are. And I think in, in the Western Conference, it's kind of a battle of attrition. So, you know, throughout the regular season, we can we can afford to, um, well, one, like we're not hounding our best guys as much. They're not having to, you know, leave their guts out on the floor because we are so deep, which is great for the West because every night is going to be an absolute bloodbath. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it really is, you know, two, three, four, and five could really go any which way. I mean, in the last couple of years, it's all come down to like half of a game anyway. So who really knows? But given the fact that we're, we're part of Jazz Nation and that there's really no reason why we can't win or at least take second in the West, I, I went with Jazz as well. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think it's interesting to look at these rosters and how they build up. Obviously, if we're taking the top two guys, it's Paul George and... Well, I mean, you could argue... I know a lot of people don't think Rudy is a top 10 player for some reason, but there's people in the world that say Rudy's a top 10. But we're going to say one and two, for the sake of argument, goes to Kawhi and Paul George. But then two, three, four, and maybe even five are on the Jazz roster. We're just steady. Like Tom said, we are steady from top to bottom. We have a lot of really, really good talent filling the roster at all of our holes that we used to have. And I think that gives us something at least worth making some noise in the league. I I think we should all be really excited. I think we are all really excited. Moving on to number three. Um, uh, I'll just say mine right now. I have Houston. I am going to say Houston with the asterisk of all these reports of the discontent maybe not being true and that they're a team that's mostly running it back uh, and, again, with them not having to face any injuries. Chris Paul probably, again, will play 60 or less games this year, um, which might help. They probably might not end up in the three seed or like Tom said, but I think right now as this the rosters look and how they match up against the rest of the teams, James Harden's too much of a freak to not give that kind of respect. Um, for 38 points a game or whatever it was last year is just insane. So I'm putting them at three. Uh, Berg, you give me three, and then Tommy follow up. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Denver at three. Um, they're, they're pulling a Jazz from last year. They're running back essentially the same roster. Um, I think they're they're very deep as well. Um, I actually was debating between Houston and Denver at three, and I just think that Houston. Because of all the drama there, um, I think there's where there's smoke, there's a little bit of fire. It might not be as insane as maybe people made it out to be originally, but I think that uh, I mean, uh, Chris Paul has a pretty uh, pretty tough to get along with personality, and, and James Harden, who knows what's going on in that guy's head. So just because you know, including the fact that Chris Paul got hurt last year and, and they struggled a little bit, you know, Harden carried him for a good while. But if Harden has any injury issues, they're pretty they're they have a lot of great offensive players, but a lot of it runs through those two dudes. And if those two dudes aren't clicking, then uh, it, I think it affects the rest of their guys and shooters. So I'm, I'm going to put Denver four, or excuse me, Denver three um, right now, just because of the continue the continuation from the last year and just the fact that they're you know they're pretty darn solid and deep. Yeah, and for sake of argument, and because I do feel pretty fair here, you know, for me it's three A and three B more than anything. It'd either be 3A Lakers, 3B Houston. I'm going to put the Lakers there. Um, the reason why, so I you know, I know that LeBron may only play 60 games, as well as DeBrow, um, which, by the way, one of the stu- stupider nicknames in the NBA. Um, but I still have them as the third best chance to go to the finals and probably to finish with the third seed um, as well. And the reason why, as funny as it sounds, I know it's probably... This is probably over-dramatized by, in some people's eyes. Um, but that Rondo signing, as well as uh, that Boogie signing, and getting all of them put together, as well as Danny Green, although who in the hell would pay Danny Green $15 million? That was crazy. But still, that's a p- pretty good uh, group of guys playing together. Um, when you have two top five players on the floor at the same time, it's just gonna, we're going to see a lot of star power. Um, so that's that's why I put the Lakers there. And sorry, I was a little jumbled there. My son came in during that. 
Romy, you want to give us a hot take, buddy? He heard me talking about booby cousins, and he thought I was talking about milk time. <laughs> Sorry, edit that out. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in so your wife can hear the type of person you are. Um, so, moving down the list, my number four is actually the Lakers. And since Tom just gave us a really good spiel about the Lakers that I mostly agree with, I'll, I'll, I'll keep this short. Um, the reason I don't have them higher or lower and I kind of put them in the middle is because a lot just depends on how hard LeBron wants to play. The most frustrating thing about being a LeBron fan is him just sometimes not caring. And he has obviously an immense amount of talent, even at this age, he's as as efficient as ever. And now it just depends if he likes this roster, is he really going to give this thing a run or is he going to be more focused on other things elsewhere? So I have them just in the middle for those reasons. Colb, who's your number four? Yeah, I'm going to say Lakers as well. It's weird saying that I'm a former LeBron fan, but I think I've officially hopped off. Um, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, I, I, I appreciate LeBron's greatness, but I just, it's playing for the Lakers. I just can't, I cannot even, it just feels sick and wrong to even think about considering myself a fan of him anymore. So that said, you don't really know what you're going to get. Just like you said, KP, I'm not going to get long into it either. I'm going to say, I believe the Lakers probably end up fourth now, with especially with all the recent signings they've had over the last like two or three hours. Um, I think they've actually gotten pretty, you know, quite a bit better. Tom, who's your four? I have Houston, so I won't speak long at all. Yeah, no, you guys already filled that in very well. Um, but you know, James Harden's still the best offensive player in the NBA and the most efficient. He's also made some pretty good strides on defense. Um, but I have them here due to load management with CP3, and we might see an even bigger drop off with CP3 than we thought. But when you're looking at uh, guys like Clint Capella that have been designed into a perfect offense for them alongside the best offensive player, they're going to gobble up so many wins. And then we see really good star power from them in in the postseason to have a good run. Yeah. Star power is the most important thing in the playoffs, unfortunately. I mean, we don't need to get into conspiracy theories here, but sometimes I feel like the league would rather us kind of win a series or two and then have us disappear. So number five is Denver for me. I'm not going to go too much into this again. Really, the reason why I put them lower than they were the two seed last year, but I'm putting them lower because I feel like a lot of teams that were close to them got better and they stayed the same. So just by, you know, subtraction, they're going to dump subtraction down a Subtraction by bit. non-addition. Exactly. Just kind of staying the same. Um, they just didn't they didn't survive for me to be high enough um it, and again it who knows this is all who knows tom said like 3a 3b it's like this point on it it seems like a toss up these teams are so close the west is insane um berg who's 5 for you yeah i'm going to say houston's 5 for me and we've kind of gotten into into that thing i think that there's going to be some regression there tom who's your fifth yeah so i'm going to go with the warriors um the reason why this might be high for, for you all and for other people. Um, but Steph, by some, is still a top five player. I have a more around a top eight player in the NBA. Steph is going to be Steph. He's going to get a lot of minutes. He's going to play some great regular season basketball uh, next to D'Angelo. That backcourt is going to be so tough and really fun to watch. Uh, Draymond is still one of the best defenders in the league and, and gives them a lot and is really good for them. Uh, so I feel that if they get Clay back, which could be February, who knows, maybe he comes back in, in January as well. 
that could get them to a, a sixth seed, fifth seed around that area and, and really give them a good chance to make some noise um, in a potential postseason because they have the star power that's necessary. That's been a resonating theme that we've had. And it, it's all about matchups once we get to the postseason. And I, I, like, I still like the way that they match up with some of these teams. No, that's a, that's a great call, Tom. And actually, I'll segue straight to my six. I have Golden State as well, um, but at my number six. And most of that's just out of respect for how great they've been. Steve Kerr really is a really good coach. He, he'll, he'll find a way to keep this team at least relevant or in the race until Clay gets back. My biggest thing, it depends on how well D'Angelo can take the scoring load off Steph's shoulders because as we saw in the playoffs, when Clay goes down, Steph's not the same player. He does really stupid things with the basketball and tries to not let the team play and let Steph try and do Steph stuff by himself, but the floor isn't spread. There's no other gravity type player than Clay Thompson because he's insanely knocked down on catch catch and shoot threes like I mean next level like this guy has superpowered ability and it'll be interesting to see how that works out for Steph in the regular season I think that's what it really comes down to so a quick bounce back to you Tom who's your six yeah so I have Denver the reason I have Denver lower is they're just running it back like the Jazz did of course but the Jazz were already better than them last year and we have had so many upgrades from there. And I think a lot of what the Nuggets are, they're a regular season team that can get really hot at any time due to their offensive firepower and also due to how well they play together. There's a lot of chemistry there that gets really important. Um, plus, they're going to get you know three to five more games and <laughs> call this us looking into it too much, um, but due to where they play. Um, with the climate, I think that helps probably get them two or three extra games, which will help out and vote in their favor. Um, but I don't love the Paul Millsap signing. Th- that player option they picked up, wasn't it 30 million, 31 million? Yeah, 30, 30, you know, yeah. yeah, that might be good for them this year, but man, that I don't know how many years they got him on that. Sorry, I don't have that, but it's just a one year deal. So he's he expires at the end of the year. Okay, you know what? Then that's fair. That's fine. That was probably good to keep them loaded up for this year. Um, but I don't love the money that they threw at Jamal Murray. Um, I don't see them still giving them that great chance. Jokic is a top 12, maybe top 10 player. Um, so that's why I still have them higher than teams like the Blazers or even the Pelicans or Mavericks, which I have no idea even who I have down that low now. But yeah, maybe I'm not giving the Nuggets enough love, but I just see all of the teams that we've discussed being better than them. All right, quick swing around the arc to Colby Berg. Who's your sixth? So at six, I have Portland. I think uh, it's it's kind of a tough call, but with Damon CJ, they've they made a few moves that are kind of gamblish. But uh, knowing, think I'm putting them there mostly thinking about who I definitely want behind them, um, and we'll get into why I want I have the Warriors and, and the Mavs later. But uh, yeah, I think I, I think Dame and, and CJ um, are going to uh, they they've got some fire in them. I think they're going to be able to to keep them afloat kind of midway through the West um, in, in the playoff standings anyway. So that's right, Portland. Perfect. Another great segue for me to say my seventh, uh, which is Portland. Um, a lot of the same things you said, I feel like they might have gotten a little, like maybe half a step worse uh, while everyone else got a little bit better. Just I don't maybe not worse. Again, it's kind of a run it back team, but they lost Ennis the men. <laughs> Sorry, I can't, I can't say that seriously. Uh, losing Ennis doesn't hurt him that bad. Um, Portland, yeah, I just have them at seven just for the sake of everyone got better. They're kind of the same team. Tom? Yeah, Nurkic is out. 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And how long is he out for? Uh, there's no real timeline, but I think they're worried that he's going to be out for quite a while. That's why they traded for Whiteside, who's just a number hog that, honestly, if you watch the games, he hunts blocks and leaves his guy, and he gives up a lot of easy buckets. And yeah. I, I think, I don't know, it's, uh, uh, it's an interesting move. It's kind of a gamble. I don't take Whiteside too seriously. Um, that's just me being smug because he was compared to Rudy for a long time for when they were both a little bit younger. But like, Yeah, it's not even close. With wet noodle leg taking time to get back yeah it'll hurt him probably it's probably why they yeah. dipped down a little bit i forgot about that that's that's bad insider takes on my part i forgot about the white side thing and all that stuff um so that's good my thing seven. we're very good thing we're very outsider <laughs> yeah. yeah dude people forget that not only are you blindsided by news you don't know but sometimes you're white-sided by news okay well, i'm so outside I'm, leaving, I'm, I'm so outside i'm getting burned right now by the uvs stop stop you two just stop it i I knew I needed Carl on this podcast for this exact same freaking reason. I'm not <laughs> just kidding, but for real, Tom, I'm leaving the or I'm taking the white side comment out of this podcast. Um, I'm Are leaving, you gonna white it out? I'm not responding to that, but I'm leaving. I'm leaving the the milk comment in, but I'm taking the white side one out. That's how sick you are. Um, and with saying that, Tom, who's your seventh team? Yeah, I have Blazers, and it, okay. people listening probably thought we met before because it's funny we all have the Blazers there. Um, but I have them there because they can play much better defense, mostly by getting rid of that douche canner, um, which is going to be fun to cheer against him as he doesn't do much over on the Celtics. Um, but when Whiteside wants to try, he will play great defense. He really will. Um, but I want to insert a little pettiness here because it is hilarious. What was it, four or three years ago? You had a lot of people across NBA Twitter, not just Heat fans, not just anti-Jazz fans, but a lot of people saying Whiteside was better than Gobert, which is hilarious. So I want to yeah. be a little petty and just laugh. Old takes exposed. Watch out. It's, it's sickening. We got Ennis and Gordon with unfinished business in Boston again. Um, Berg, Portland was your sixth team, right? We still need your seventh? Yeah. So my seven. I put the Warriors at seven. Um, okay. I think if they don't get started off hot, they're not super hot on D'Angelo anyway from what, I, from what I've seen. So if they don't get started off real hot, I could see them trading D'Angelo, and then who the heck knows what they get for him. And if they end up, you know, breaking it all down, there's some Warriors insiders that think that that the Warriors could actually end up just potentially trading Draymond, trading D'Angelo, and, and burning it all down and starting fresh, you know, for potentially after Clay's had a full year of rehab. So there's that possibility. Plus, just with how stacked the West is already, they're going to get in a pretty deep hole. Right off the right off the top, without Clay, without KD, um, with a lot of these teams that have gotten significantly better, so I could see, I, I just see them towards the the back end of the playoff race. Yeah, totally agree with that. And I'm going to wrap this up. We might all have the same team here too. We might not. I have the Spurs at eight. Tom, they just signed Marcus team. Morris literally right now. Breaking news: Watch. Oh bomb. my gosh! Live bomb! Live bomb! Everybody, get back in. What's the casualty count? Um, no, that doesn't change anything, though, um, for me, keeping them at <laughs> right. eight. Uh, Spurs, they're going to be relevant somehow in some way. I just don't think that they have the talent that the rest of the league has anymore. And they're just kind of – they're at that edge. I think it would be fun to maybe put the Kings here because they, they improved themselves so much last year. And everyone – within our group text knows that I have like a huge crush on De'Aaron Fox as a player. I would like to put them there. I just think the better call here is the Spurs just for the sake of they've been here before. 
Or the Pelicans, even. That would have been fun. But uh, I went with the Spurs. Tom, who'd you go with? Yeah, I went with a fun pick. I did the same um, because it is a bit of a wild card. One through seven is going to be so tough. And then whoever's eight, I see them losing in a five-game series um, against the one seed. Not with Damari Carroll on their team. Three-year deal with the Spurs. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. No, so I have the, I have the, I have the Pelicans just because I think it's a fun pick. Now, they're a team of no shooters except for J.J. Redick. They help themselves a lot by getting J.J. Redick. Um, but I could see that team of Drew Holiday, J.J. Redick, uh, Zion, and our boy Faves. One of my, he'll always be one of my faves, um, pun intended. Um, I could see them make some really good noise and, and be a good enough regular season team to finish it with the eighth seed. Um, but after that, I don't see anything happening after that. And then our unicorn, KP, um, as well as the reloaded Mavericks, I could see them give a run for the money. That's why I put yeah. it with the eighth. With with Luca, they've got KP. I mean, they uh, they could have a fun little team. Um, I think Rick Carlisle is an awesome coach, and now that everybody's going to be healthy, um, I think the Mavs could could make a little bit of noise there in the eighth. But the Pelicans honestly probably have something to say about that. It'll be fun to see who ends up squeaks in, ends up squeaks in, ends up squeaking in. Good laws. <laughs> yeah, shout out to me and the Mavs. We could say you know that the, the Suns are going <laughs> to. The Suns suck, dude. Oh my gosh, you can't even say that with a straight face. Your organization blows. They deserve to blow too. They're probably, other than the Knicks, the worst ran organization for the past so fifteen years or so. So lame. Um, cool. That's our power rankings, everybody. From a bunch of people who just watched the NBA recreationally, and we have we don't we don't know much. We don't have insider information, but we know we love basketball, and that's our our top eight power rankings for. The Western Conference uh, going into the season, that's before a few things are finalized, so we will see. We'll revisit that list later on um, before the season starts for sure. Can we expose each other? Like, we we have to commit to showing this list again, maybe mid and then even further in to see how Yeah, we'll fun. definitely have a recap. Yeah, that'll be fun. Make sure you guys have this written down and give them to me because I don't trust Berg or Barnes, for that matter, to give me... Uh, a list you guys are going to edit that hey i kept track from last year for the record i kept track of those last year and sent them out to everybody at the end of the year amen just you ask heard mitch you heard it here first, Paul. <laughs> um guys anything you want to get off your chest before we wrap this up just i'm um, sorry to the barlows to Austin yeah. and Tyson Barlow. I'm sorry, guys. There's no way they got this far. They 100% threw their phones at about uh, the 20-minute mark, if they even got that far. <laughs> I guess you're right. Sh- shouts to Ty and AB. Summer Lights, what's up? What's up, Pete? But, uh, no, this has been this has been fun. It's been a fun offseason. It's been insane. Um, it really is a true arms race this year. It's great for the NBA. I'm so- Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to get going. Um, the games this year are going to be electric with the Jazz. Um, every night in the Western Conference is going to be a blast. I'm going to be on the edge of my seat throwing things probably every single night. So if you want to come over and watch jazz games with me, uh, be warned. But uh, let's get this thing going. Now we just have to wait till October. Someone find yeah, the fast-forward I- button to October. Where the heck is it? <laughs> uh, we've all seen Clickberg. Don't do that. It's bad. Tom, go ahead. No, I'm buying League Pass. You know, it's, I'm, I'm definitely buying League Pass. I know my coveted excellent reddit streams that i had hopefully this podcast doesn't get big enough to where that exposes me um they provided better quality of content than even league pass arguably 
in terms of getting the right stream, but rest in peace, Reddit stream, since that's going away and since the NBA is going to be so amazing this year, I'm getting League Pass. You know, this is so exciting. This is the most parody that we've seen in the NBA. This isn't something I've thought about, but what, guys? Eight year, a decade? Is this the most parody we've seen in the NBA yeah. in that long of a time? And this is the best shot that we've had since our incredibly cool, fun jazz team with Booz, AK, D-Will, and everyone else. May they rest in peace. So, yeah, I'm getting leaked pass. I'm all in. I'm so excited. Yeah, um, I need to address a few things. First of all, Berg, it's Kate Beckinsale and not Jennifer Aniston that's in Click. So I'm going to retract that shout out. Are you serious? Yes, I'm going to I'm going to retract that shout out and throw it back to the gorgeous Kate Beckinsale. Shout out! I've Kate never Beckinsale. seen it. That's um, confession. Never seen the show. Shout out Underworld. That steamy oh, scene with yes. the werewolf is cool. Oh yeah, Carl Carl rant, ranted and raved about that for years and years and years. Um, Tom, I really do feel like it's the duo. The duo league is back. Uh, feels like it's been the most parody since like 2008 when Boston did the first big three, which is really exciting. Um, a lot of cool things are going on. A lot of cool things in life. A lot of cool things in the NBA. And we just got to wait and buckle up, Bowler, because it's time. Also, Tom, uh, we need to text. I'm not going to say this on the air. Reddit has that problem taken care of. If anyone wants to know what I'm talking about, there's a new subreddit for streaming the NBA games. It's pretty exclusive. But uh, there's there's a new subreddit. It's pretty funny. And you can actually stream the games that hasn't been taken down. It didn't get uh, caught in the purge of illegal streaming on Reddit. So keep that in mind, everybody. Um if you do want to buy a league pass and be a good person, do that because I really do think that this league is going to be so much fun this year. But yeah, yes, we're Tom just cast for holding me down. But sorry, Kurt, go ahead. We're, oh, Tom, we're not actually acting on any of that. You know, we're just talking about what no. some people do. Potentially, yeah. Allegedly, some allegedly. people do that. Yeah, allegedly, some people do that. I do or do not know where I can stream NBA games. I don't know. Um. Guys, this was really fun. Thanks, Tom, thanks for jumping on, dude. We texted you in like 10 minutes. You were ready to do this. That's awesome. Of course. You know, looking at my phone for three hours this morning helped a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It was stupid how much I was. You're not alone, fam. You're not alone. And then we had thoughts in our head, and we had to get them on the air. Guys, I am Kurt Pruitt signing off. Colby Bird, Tom Barnes. We will be on again. Thanks, guys.